Welcome to the Dibbly Dobblers Cricket Podcast. As always, I am your main host, Callum. And as always, <laughs> I am joined by my secondary host, director, producer, dinner lady, and whatever else you would like to add to it. You've done that deliberately this week, haven't you? As always. As always? Yeah, you have. I. Cool. It was just the banter last week, wasn't it? But we'll not recycle banter. We'll come up with some original content. Who needs <laughs> <laughs> original content? When the content's good, stick with it. That's what I say. <laughs> Wear it out. Yeah, something like that. It's like a good pair of batting gloves. Keep going till there's holes in them. Yeah. Um. So, hi. How you doing this week, Andrew? Um. Yeah, I'm not too bad. I appear to have a bit of a puffy eye out of nowhere, which uh, is... You say you're not... I mean, you're having a bit of a mare of a night. I, I'm I a am, pr- but... I'm impressed that Andrew's still standing. It's Nothing. half past ten. The kids are finally in bed. Aye. I, I hope. <laughs> so, well, Andrew. Well, you'll not see it till next week's interview. But um, I, Andrew, had to leave partway through one of our interviews to sort his children out. So the joys of doing podcasts and having children. But um, yeah, so I'm. I did say you're still standing. <laughs> you are still sitting, but um, I'm maybe, still awake. I, I'm impressed with that. Yeah. I'm impressed with that. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, and you don't even drink alcohol, so I don't know how you deal with it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So, um, so this week we have had the Women's World Cup. We have. I mean, before we jump into that, we'll tell the viewers what's coming up today. Well, let's tell them what's coming so, up. So, over to you, director. Yeah. So we are going to chat some England chats. We're going to chat uh, Women's World Cup. Uh, we might chat about the men as well. It depends how our mood is when we get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to help your mood, is it? It's not going to help anyone's mood. Um, and then we have got an interview with Rory Pennycook from Perth Ducat Cricket Club as well um, to continue our series of SPCU-based interviews. Yep. So as you were saying... Women's World Cup. Well, I mean, you rudely interrupted me. But that was probably a good idea. But I'm always reluctant to tell them what we've got coming up. Because then if we go, oh my God, we've been talking for four hours. And we can <laughs> cut stuff. Well, I've, I've left I've left us an out with the men's stuff. So. Right, excellent. <laughs> yeah, so the Women's World Cup. Uh, we have seen that England and Australia have progressed to the Women's World Cup final. They have. Australia is absolutely no surprise. Absolutely none. They have looked very comfortable throughout it. And I, I mean, They've looked very comfortable for what, the last four years. Aye. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looked very good. And let's be honest, going in as massive favourites to the final. Um, yeah. But I think really the story of the World Cup is really the England women's, you know, well, the Women's World Cup. But they, they, just to be sh- clear that we're not saying the England men's team is any good. We are talking about the women. Um <laughs> Awful start. Lost the first three games. Yeah. Really f- appeared to be out of it. Yeah. You know, they really did, yeah. You were getting the line from Heather and I, oh, you know, it's not done yet. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, you're done. Like, Yeah, but she was it. right. She was right. Egg on our face. So, uh, yeah, so they've come back, won every game since, um, and got through. And they absolutely annihilated South Africa yep. early this morning as we record today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and I, it sort of, it made me think about World Cup comebacks, and I certainly am struggling to remember a World Cup. Like, we well, They're certainly they're the first side in the Women's World Cup to make the final having lost three games, aren't they? Yeah. 
Um, and I'm trying to. Th- I, I, I sometimes don't have the best memory over things like this, but I just I can remember games where there's been amazing comebacks in games. Yeah, but the comeback in the sort of tournament play is just immense. Yeah, because they, they say you lost. They lost those first three games and just didn't look on it at all, um, and have just sort of grown into the tournament. And yeah, yeah, the last couple of performances have been mightily impressive. Yeah, and at the end of the day, probably a few years back, you go, okay, South Africa, but South Africa a very good women's team now. Yes, um, and you know. Common, you commonly see in the in the, the new women's franchise leagues that many of their players are, are heavily featured. So yep. you know it's not, it's, you know, long gone are the days for those who haven't managed to keep up with women's cricket and how it's progressed. Long gone are the days where it's like England and Australia, New Zealand every now and again having a decent team as well, and then that's really it. Yep. So um, yeah, they've blasted past them, and they've got a chance, I think, in the final still. Yeah, I mean, they ran Australia close in some games during the Ashes. Yeah. Um, they weren't consistently annihilated. They are coming into it on a high, but so are Australia coming into it on a high. They had a massive win in their semi-final as yeah. well. Um, but you've got players who have put in big performances. You've got a couple of them have scored centuries in the last few games. You've got... Um, Sophie Eccleston, who I think is someone we want to talk about in more detail, yeah. took her first five-wicket haul in ODIs and took an extra one to get a nice six-wicket haul. Oh, you know, why, um, just, why, why have five? five? You yeah. know, just keep going. Mopped up that tail. Literally left, let the others do the top four. She did the rest. All right. Um, well, you know, we might get on to that later with Rory in his interview, but you never know. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's. Well, I'm not going to confess. I'm not going to, you know, try and preach on that I am the most knowledgeable person of the women's game. I'm not going to. I'm not going to try and do that. But yeah. it, it's an amazing comeback. Um, and I think really it does lead us quite well into with Sophie Eccleston. Is you told me off off air that was it Alex Hartley? It was tweeted yeah. out um, about Sophie Eccleston having the ability to play in the men's game. Um, yes. Yeah. And I had I had thought this a year or two ago. I remember what just kind of watching her, ignoring to be honest the figures. It was purely just watching mm. and going. She could bowl in men's cricket and still be very very good. Yeah, yeah. And with the best one in the world, to other female cricket players. I really struggle to look around and see who else truly is able to say Elise Perry in her at the height of her career is yeah. probably the only other one that jumps out to me. And I am going to say this is modern era you know, women's cricket. I, I you know yeah. don't know enough about days gone by, but in yeah, recent years, I, I suppose just to be clear, we're talking about capable of a good first class career, capable of being an international I, player. I, I'm to be honest. I'm just saying, like a professional, like yeah. in a, a reason, you know, a reasonable stand, a, a sort of real professional league, as it were. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I don't see why Sophie Eccleston. When you look at what the, I'm not. No, I'm not going to pick on any one person at this point in the conversation. <laughs> but when you look at just at this point, 
when you look at England's bowling spin bowling stocks throughout, yep. I actually look at like just as a core group. I don't, and given that they still, for some reason, insist on having eighteen counties, I don't see that Sophie Eccleston can't get. You know, on the basis that probably each team has two spinners, let's yep. say, so it's thirty-six spinners. I'm not convinced there's 36 men spinners out there that are better than Sophie Eccleston in England. I'm not convinced that there's six. I'm definitely not convinced. Well, no, there was probably one of the, there probably was one in the West Indies yeah. out for the men's tour. But did a great job running drinks though, didn't I, they? I, excellent. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Sophie Eccleston or Jack Leach. I mean, we are turning a little bit into a Jack Leach hates show <laughs> has to be said um i'm okay with that yeah I, I, I still don't rate him i don't rate him i don't rate him at all lovely the, it seems like a lovely bloke yeah and it absolutely so does we're um, not personally attacking his personality yeah but and that one not out yes it's the greatest one not out that english cricket has ever seen yeah can we all remember that like if nathan nathan lyons could feel could, could feel he'd have been out i he'd have been out yeah like i mean stopped it yeah. Had the world's also managed to get in the situation and had the world's largest brain fart in the middle of that innings as well. He did, yeah. So, um, but that maybe he's going more at his personality. But, <laughs> but yeah, no. The point is that, yeah, uh, Leach is getting a lot of praise for his performance in the West Indies. I still do not buy it because the pitches he were bowling on, he should have done better. Still, I, he held I, up an end. But I'm, I'm still any saying, semi-competent spinner could have held up an end on those pitches. I'm still saying I would have had the figures that Jack Leach had. I mean, that is a bold call. I'm I'm calling it. I'm, I'm confident in that. Yeah. And I'm not even that good. With test match wides, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leg size stumpings, man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Um, I, oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. That's what it's but all yeah, about. I, yeah, still, Jack Leach isn't it just isn't England's... It's criminal that Matt Parkinson has been taken on another tour to run drinks, especially when the conditions were so suited to a wrist spinner. Oh, absolutely. Just, I mean, yeah, it is. But, yeah, you look at Eccleston, just to jump back to Sophie Eccleston, you look at her bowling, and she just looks like she has that ability to take wickets. Absolutely. She's... She's five foot eleven. She bowls from quite a, a tall, well, a high place. Yeah. She drifts it. She turns it. She gets back because she's taller. She gets that bounce naturally as well. Uh, yeah. You you look at and she's bowling at the, the same pace as the male spinners. Yeah, because I think to be fair, I think that's one of the reasons why. I think there are many, many good female bowlers out there. I'm not saying Sophie Elson is the only good female bowler out there. Yeah. But I think too often you do look at the pace of it and the reality of it is England have been chastised for the fact that they have a bowling attack of 130 kilometres per hour. Yes. Um, 80 mile an hour. That would be absolutely right. I believe the quickest female bowler bowled 125 kilometres an hour. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't... I know some people would jump on and go, yeah, but you can't, you know, you can't say that. They're still skillful. Yeah, they're still skillful. But so are the England bowlers who are bowling at 130, 135 kilometres. They're still skillful bowlers. So it's not saying that they're not skillful, but they're not fast enough, quite simply. 
And again, people wouldn't like me saying it, but the female batsmen, technically, yeah, fantastic, but they're not strong enough. The boundaries are brought in for female internationals and other games, and you know you wouldn't. You've got to hit the six on the full pitch, and and that's and it's not trying to demean what women's cricket's doing. Women's cricket's coming on leaps and bounds, and that's fantastic. But I still think that she's genuinely the only one I've ever watched that go get in the ones, get in the ones. Like, yeah, um, and definitely yeah. getting in ahead of Jack Leach. <laughs> yeah. So here's a, here's just an interesting hypothetical. Before we jump on to hating on England's men's abysmal performance, if England's men's team came along to Sophie Eccleston and went, "We want to select you," because I know we refer to it as men and women's teams, but there, yeah. there isn't. Any rules in cricket, unless there's international rules prohibiting, I'm going to look like an idiot here, but that prohibit... Certainly isn't domestically, but... Women from playing alongside men. There's no... Yeah. Um, there are rules the other way, but... Yeah. <laughs> if you're Sophie Eccleston and you get you got that chance, would you take... Do you think she should take the chance, or do you think she should stay in the women's game and go, no, that's, that's where I play? I think... She just, she would have to take the chance to make history, surely. Well, I think, as you say, I, I think that she's got the fundamentals to be able to succeed in the men's game. Whether, yeah, I don't see why she wouldn't be international quality. You know that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I really, don't, I mean, I would be picking on ahead of Jack Leach. I genuinely would be. Yeah. I mean, that that doesn't. It's not the highest bar to defeat but like I would be because I just look at it and go I think you're offering something that he just doesn't because Sophie Eccleston offers something as a spinner yeah um, but yeah no I just wonder is, is there a degree now are we are we is there a danger of demeaning the women's game by saying well you should go and play men's cricket or should actually it should should it be given all the credibility that it's given and actually are we demeaning the women's game by saying you could play men's cricket? I, I don't think so. I think that there is, within sport, there are biological advantages in being male. That Well, there are. <laughs> That's not controversial. That that just is the case. But you know she has, she has the skill set to overcome those biological advantages. We live in 2022. 20, Do we? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes. Yeah, no, I don't think it is demeaning at all, um, and I think that it's something that I would love to see. Oh, so would I. I think um, in recent sporting history, the person that sends out to me is and I, I'm not going to name to Fallon, the female darts player. Yes. Um, um, I want to say Michelle, but that no, probably that's absolutely not. No, it's, it's not. Um, Anyway, let's not make an idea of ourselves. But the profile, she went on to play Premier League darts um, and Fallon Sherrick. Fallon Sherrick, uh, yeah. So wrong, I was thinking it was a surname. There we go. Yeah. Um, and that's brought up the profile and it's something, I think, to for female darts players to aspire to and yes. try and better and things like that. And I, I think it's the same. 
I think as much as I made a slight joke about 2022 20, and everything like that, I think really we should all be trying to compete on an equal playing field where we can. Yes. And if Sophie Eccleston or any other player can do that, then I think that should be... Uh, that's where I worry. It's like men's cricket and it's women's cricket, and it's. I think you know there isn't rules making it men's cricket. Yes, it's yeah, um, absolutely agree. So yeah, so pro Sophie Eccleston playing in the first home test of the summer because you didn't need wrist spin in England. So there we go. Do you not? No. Nah. It's a good laugh though, isn't it? It is, but you've got to be really good to actually be good at it, and. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced Parkinson's a lot good. That's an interesting. I mean, I think he's the best option that England have in terms of specialist spinner at the moment. No, we've just been through that. Sophie Eccleston is the best. No, I'm still picking Parkinson ahead of her. <laughs> Bias there. Bias. Tell you support Lancashire. It feels weird calling them that. Can't. Same my usual <laughs> method. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so I, I suppose that takes out of the chat then about England. You've already touched on they should have played Matt Parkinson. Yes. For those that were choosing to hide behind the cushion, as I wish I had. Abysmal. But, uh, Horrendous, abysmal, embarrassing. Expected. Actually, yeah, expected, I think. <laughs> to be and fair, even good England teams have failed in the West Indies. Oh, absolutely. Um, but you had... It's it's the it's the same faults that were exposed in Australia. So they got those two lovely flat decks. Roads, we would call them, in the first two tests. And players made centuries. And you thought, oh, can England bat all of a sudden? And then you got a slight green top, you know? Shades of home. Something that resembled pitches that these guys have grown up playing on. Yep. And yeah, not like someone was bowling in, coming in and bowling at 145, 150 clicks. Yep. He was a medium pacer, and he absolutely ripped them apart. And yeah, and I sort of have shades here thinking back to the Ashes of the destroyer-in-chief there, and uh, it's not even that good. Like, I don't really know how they got destroyed by by Myers. Yeah. I I just... I can't understand it at all. A boy who looked like his trousers didn't fit him, they were halfway up his ankles. (laughs) It's the first thing I noticed when I saw him running in. Um, And... Yeah, it, it just thoroughly depressing to see yet again an England batting lineup blown away on a slightly tricky pitch, just, and mostly by shots that they should just not be playing. It's not like they were the bowlers were getting them out. The England batsmen once again were just getting themselves out. Yeah, and I think, and I know we didn't plan on having this discussion. And I don't know how far we'll go down this road, but. That's one thing I would say about Joe Root, was Joe Root is as culpable as any other English batsman. Yep. Getting out to the silly shot outside the off stump. Now, I understand that it's, a, it's an area that gets him lots of runs. I do understand that. And I get that there are players in the past who 
it's a strong area, but it's also a, becomes a, a weakness as well. Yeah. But he's getting out playing pretty silly shots. Um, and I think that's the one thing is, yeah, Root scored a lot of runs, but at times you're asking England to saying that the English batsmen have to take a different approach, take a different mentality, mindset, stop playing these silly shots. And I'm not actually convinced that Root is really... He's scoring runs, but he's going to score runs whether he's the captain or he's not the captain because yep. he's Joe Root and he's just fantastic. But he's not actually leading by example with the bat, like in terms of mentality and going, I need to put that shot away for the time being until I'm in, or yep. I need to just leave the ball alone. Um, and yeah, and I, I just... Joe Root's last game as captain? I would hope so, but... The real problem is the, the complete lack of other options to replace him. Um, and I don't know where England go with this. Um, I don't want it to give... Uh, ben Stokes is the obvious answer, but I just don't think that Ben Stokes should be given the captaincy. He already puts so much pressure on himself with bat yeah. and ball. He's a guy that's just had to take time out of the game yeah. to look after his own mental health. I just don't think that it would be responsible of England to ask him to be captain. Because as much as he said he doesn't want it, which is what he said because he wants to support Joe Root, if they say, right, Joe's out, do you want to be captain? He would say yes. We, we, and we've, we've seen players like this in the past that it's the same kind of thing. Ultimately, you'd be not, you're offered the opportunity to captain your country. You're going to say yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially in cricket, it's, it's such a different role to some other sports. I think you would who would yeah, turn I it mean, it's, it's akin to being a manager in another sport. Yeah, the captaincy position. I mean, I know we we've obviously had this discussion before on the podcast about England's captaincy and where it goes. Um, and we sort of suggested Stuart Broad as a potential stopgap. Um, and I think part of the reason we thought that was because he's got the experience, but he's also somebody who probably could justify a place in the team, despite yeah. the fact that England have decided to not even take him on the tour. I suppose the other person that seems to have cemented themselves in that I, I kind of feel might be another option is Johnny Bairstow. Um, he's somebody that I remember in years gone by, he was talked about as a fu- as a potential future England captain. He seems to... He, now, he's not going to be a, a five-year plan kind of guy again. Mm-hmm. It's maybe a bit longer than Stuart Broad is, but at least he's somebody that appears like he might actually play. Um Tom Abel seems to be one that's getting a bit of traction on social media. Yeah. I just don't want to see that at all. I, I just don't agree with somebody with zero test experience coming in and being test captain. I just... Test cricket and county cricket are not the same thing. They're not, but if someone has that understanding of the game, I can't say that I've watched loads of Tom Abel, I can't tell you if he's a good captain or not. Well, you're not able to. I'm not able to, you're right. Um, and to be honest, I'm kind of for it because as someone pointed out, the football and cricket captains would then be Cain and Abel. <laughs> we all know how that ends. Biblical. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it was bad. I, I know, it's terrible. It Leave the jokes to me, thanks. <laughs> um, but... There is value in having a good captain. And if Abel has shown that he is a good captain, and there is a belief that that can be translated to the step, 
across the step up to test match cricket, despite him having not played at that level himself. I, I'm just not sold because I, I, I even think in captaincy, knowing how to captain in your own conditions is one thing, and yeah. then knowing how to captain in other con- in in foreign conditions is a completely different thing. And I think that's why having the experience and one issue that he, any captain is going to have coming in potentially if if, if particularly if Broad and Anderson have kind of been done away with <laughs> let me sound like it's been a hit out. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually up in our part of the world this week playing they at St Andrews, St. Andrews yeah. um, without them you do go around and you go right well you've got Stokes you're going to have Root and you'd have Bearstow yeah there's not necessarily massive amounts of experience out with that and none of these guys it's not it's not like you're Michael Clark and you're stepping down you've got Ricky Ponting still in your team yes like you've got Joe Root who hasn't done a very good job like I just worry it's not the right I get the value you know we've talked about Owen Morgan and the value he adds as captain yeah. But he was also an international cricketer before he became the white ball captain. Absolutely, yeah. Um, had experience and things like that. And I, I am just not sold. I, I get there may need to be a left field, a bit of a left field pick or just a bit of a punt taken on somebody. But so I, I guess I, the two punts then that you, you maybe consider. Um, the only other person I think whose place should be guaranteed in the side is Ben Folks. But he doesn't have the captaincy experience. So I don't also, he doesn't strike me as a he captain. He doesn't. The other one who has played a lot of test cricket, although isn't currently in the side, but also has the domestic captaincy experience is Rory Burns. Now, Zach Crawley, I think your chance is gone. Yeah. Go away. Because um, he once again, yeah, he scored that magnificent turn on that road. Um, you thought, oh, Zach Crawley's back. And then, oh, no, he's not. He's out driving again. Oh, and again. Um, he he hasn't learned. No. He looks like he's got all the shots, but he's got that dismissal every single time in him. And, yeah, he might score a ton once every 18 months, but he's going to get out for yeah. four. I mean, I still actually can't believe that Hamid didn't play in the West Indies, personally, for me. He failed in Australia. I told you before the series started he was going to fail in Australia. Yeah. Um and yeah, and he had conditions that would have probably been perfectly fine for how he plays. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, it, it it's it's a difficult one, and to me, you maybe have to go Stokes. Yeah, or as I say, I think Bearstow is another not silly choice because I do worry that some of the other ones go beyond just a bit of a punt. I feel yeah. like they just become a bit ridiculous. He's, it, I mean, what some of the names getting thrown out there, they're not even featuring in squads. Like They've not even been on tours with the squads. Yeah, like Abel and Rhodes, for example. Like, I mean, two shouts. we're just starting to reek of absolute desperation to find an answer. So what we'll do, we'll bring Sophie Eccleston in as the lead spinner <laughs> and captain. <laughs> because that's a better suggestion. What about uh, Wokes? 
in home conditions. Okay. So we're going to have a home and away captain. Uh, no, you're going to have a, a guy who is a non-playing captain overseas. <laughs> Opening the baton. Well, Wilkes. you could. I genuinely think you could Chris, put Chris Wokes. You could put Chris Wokes legitimately in the the middle order. What about Sam Curran? <laughs> we're just throwing names out there now. No, right? He's a lad. He makes things happen. He does make things happen, and when Sam Curran is fit. Um, for me, he plays, and I feel like he just like going bite the opposition, <laughs> <laughs> like in the ankle, <laughs> just like a wee terrier. Oh, yeah, absolutely, he is. That's what he is. He is. He's um, the only guy who's really short and doesn't bowl very fast, but bowls people bouncers. And <laughs> when I see Sam Curran bowling a bouncer, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. It is. I then right. start thinking I could maybe do it, and then realise I can't. But that's yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah. England are back to the drawing board or, or back to the same old situation of there aren't really any other feasible options. But they can't carry on with it. it no, yeah. they can't. Um, and I think what I think this tour has shown as well is that Paul Collingwood isn't the man to lead them either. I um, think we all probably knew that, though. What I wouldn't be surprised, there is a lot of talk that the head coach and all they're going to split and they're going to have a white ball head coach and a red ball head coach. I would not be shocked if he's the white ball head coach. No. Um, but I don't think he should be red ball head coach. Well, and to be fair, I mean, he was a white ball captain. Yes. So, I mean, him being a bit better on that side of the game maybe isn't I mean, he shocking. was a very good test match cricketer as well, though. He was, and to be fair, he's probably also the guy who was in a, in a very good team and probably, actually, if Paul Collinwood was playing in this team, he probably would be the person going... Why has Paul Collinwood not been the captain? But yes, yeah. But um, I, I'm saying Johnny Bairstow. That's who I'm now going with. Plus Yorkshire, you know. So <laughs> that's just always a plus. Matt Parkinson, <laughs> debut <laughs> captain. That's the only way he's getting in. <laughs> no, that's why. Sakib, I... just give it my mid. <laughs> Desperation, typical for you a lot. Mark Wood, if he could stay, for... you could just give it to the pace bowlers as a whole. <laughs> Just the fast one of you is fit. <laughs> You're the captain. It's Wood this week, then it's Archer, then it's Stone. It's like <laughs> under 15s cricket. Yeah. It's just like this week, we're going with who's got number one this week? Ah, oh, well, then Sun. <laughs> I mean, that can't be any worse than the current situation. No, it can't. It just can't. do that. Just rotate until you find someone who can win. And then it's just on a rolling basis. <laughs> Next man up. <laughs> Aye, it's like the pool table in the pub, right? You lose, you got the back of the queue. <laughs> you, pu- you put you put your fifty p down <laughs> on the table. You're next up. That boy loses. You're in. <laughs> I think that's perfectly reasonable. I mean, they could do it with the openers as well. Just why not? Yeah. Can Sophie Eccleston open the baton? <laughs> anyway. I think what we need to do is we need to throw over to our interview at this point. Well, the hilarity is ensued, so Indeed. hopefully Rory can bring some sensibleness to the conversation. Yeah, so as we mentioned, um, we have got an interview with Rory Pennycook from Perth Ducat Cricket Club. Um, so over to that. We're joined by Rory Pennycook, club captain at Perth Ducat Cricket Club. Rory, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are both of you? Yeah, yeah doing, doing good. Doing good. Someone close to home for us. Good. 
Indeed, yeah. It's closer than need be, but there you go. I know. <laughs> no, you've deep down secrets, all right? <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so um, I suppose good place to start, Perth Duke. What uh, sort of place is the club in after the last uh, testing couple of years that we've had? I think, I think we are in a very fortunate position in that we're actually, I would probably say, stronger off than, uh, stronger than we were about two years ago. Um, I think we've got we've got the funding for it. We've got a good. I think our numbers have improved. We've got maybe juniors has dropped a bit, but I think it's still very strong. Um, yeah. So I think we are in a, a really good position all round. Um, a lot a lot more people get involved in the club. I think through the boredom of of the two lockdowns, um, which is good for us. We're not going to complain. Um, so a lot more people get involved in the committee side, on the coaching side, and the playing side, which is which is really good. So yeah, I think we're in a really strong position, which is always good to see in, in Scottish cricket because I think it's Scottish cricket isn't always the strongest but I think we are in a really strong position as as we come into the, the start of the season Good, yeah uh, yeah. I, th- I think um, I suppose we spoke to, to Miguel last week and I suppose they'd said a few guys maybe thought well we can't play anything else so actually we can play cricket so it's maybe so maybe had a few guys come back and think into the game and things like that I think so. I think we've had we've had a couple, a couple that maybe are on the periphery that are thinking about giving up that have just committed that that little bit longer and, and are still playing. And you've got, like you say, the people that haven't really done anything for a while have have kind of come in and and, and start playing again, which is which is always really good to see. I think, um, yeah, I think we've just through the boredom and through cricket being the only sport, a lot of people have just come into it, which is which is brilliant because it gives us more bodies on a Saturday and more bodies to help out. So yeah. Definitely. So in terms of, sort of the wider club, what's going on at the moment at Perth Duke? Plenty. Um, I think we've got, like I was saying earlier, I think we've got a really good, really good junior section, which is really exciting. You know, you've got um, age groups all the way up that are doing doing really well and doing well in yep. Scottish Cups last year and hopefully again this year. We've got uh, three three weekend teams that looks like they're going from, from strength to strength. Um, and hopefully get better again this season. And you know, a really good, a really good women's section that started up, I think maybe last year, the season before, that's only getting stronger as well, and it's and it's going really well as well. So I don't think there's there's much looking down at the moment, which is which is always good. Yes, so on your, on your Twitter, you guys have see the younger section's got four four Scottish Cup ties, I think, and your, your ladies have been was it Dumbleen? I think they were playing the other week. So good they to played Dumbleen, Dumbleen, an indoor match. Yeah. And I think there's they've got a lot more women have got a lot more planned, and then yeah, Scottish Cup draw was done last week, so all the all the junior teams have their their draws, and looks like they're they're winnable winnable games, and hopefully get to the later stages again, which we can't complain about. Throwing it out there early, like on the match. Oh, we're winning it. We're, we're winning it all all three <laughs> ages. It's four entries this year, is it not? Is it four? There you go. All four uh, is, it, is it not like this? There's a Scottish Cup is one year different to like the because there's like the ECB Cup and then there's the yeah I think there's the 13, Scottish 14, Cup. 15, yeah, and 16 right. and yeah. two of them are Scottish and two of them are ECB um, I also saw that your Social Sixes tournament is back again this summer after a, a couple of years off Look, looking forward to it I think me and Calm have history in that tournament so I as you say am I still in again, so. still, still banned <laughs> or is, is it? <laughs> we'll talk about that next question <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, just avoid that conversation. Definitely, 
Absolutely. People, uh, people on YouTube think I'm nice, so come on, we'll keep it that way. <laughs> no, no, no yeah. the social six is always a good day as well. It's always right. it's always a good fundraiser, and it's it's always a good day. So looking forward to that as well. Yeah, and the trophy's still sat in my wardrobe, so I guess I'll have to return that to the go. club at some Get point, out. won't I? Wow. He's, he's lying it's Just on his mantelpiece it's lit up on his mantelpiece <laughs> we don't have a telly got, so. <laughs> don't have a telly just have the sexes tournament <laughs> try to place quite right yeah you're going to jump in with a question or am I going to do it all tonight I'll do the talking mate. you do the talking right okay so what are the club's ambitions for the season ahead what are you hoping to achieve I think it's going to sound boring but I think we have to be looking to do as well as we can. And if that means winning the league, then I'm fine, fine by me. But um, no, I think... <laughs> I think Shocking that. I think, we, <laughs> I think we have. We've, we've, kind of, we've recruited really well over the summer. I think we've got um, got Usman back as a, as a coach. Um, so he'll play, uh, talks, with, talks with overseas amateurs. Um, hopefully we've got another, another boy, Baba from Pakistan, who's a first-class player back in Pakistan, who's coming over to study. So... Mm-hmm. Um, Worked out really well, and that and that he's got him coming in for us, and I, I, I think we, I always say it, but I think we've got one of the strongest bowling attacks in the league. And I think our, our weakness has always been a bat, and so to get potentially three batters in and have have them in and have a solid bowling attack, I really do think we've got we've got a good chance this season. So I think we need to aim as high as we can, do well in the Scottish Cup, win the league, and I think if we if less happens and less happens, but I think we need to aim for the for the best this season. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Aim high and see where no, you can I, get to. Man. I think we've got a strong twos team as well. They obviously won the league last year, so hopefully they can maintain that and then plenty of young bodies in the, the Sunday team and it'll be, be happy days. Yeah. So. And obviously last year was your sort of first year of captaincy. Uh, well, I think technically your second, but first full season. First, pro- five, first proper year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose from that point of view, how did you, on a more on a sort of personal note to yourself, but how... How did you kind of find that, like, doing that? Tough, tough. Um, I don't think I realised how much time it would take up out of, out of like, some, I work a full-time job and then probably at the Crowd Club five five nights a week, if you include a Saturday, kind of five days a week I'm at the Crowd yeah. Club. Um, I think it was a big learning curve. I think, like, I'm probably not captain since I was about 14, 15, kind of underage stuff. So I think it was just getting back in the string of things and I, I don't think I did a perfect job, but then... I don't. I don't think I did a bad job either. So hopefully, I'll take a lot of take a lot of learnings from last season. A lot of um, a lot of things I can take on board. A lot of things I think I did well that I can work on. And yeah, I think I think look, this season can only go can only go better after last season. I think unfortunately we didn't have a great season last season, but I think we had a young we had a young squad, a relatively new squad to to what we're used to. So I think if we can build on that from last season, I'll, I'll be more than happy. So you're not you're not trying to pass at the buck to anyone else. Then you're happy to carry on. <laughs> I'll pass it to Cash, but he wouldn't <laughs> take it, so oh well. Yeah. Um, right, so predictions for the year ahead. Who do you think is going to be your we'll go, we'll go highest run scorer first? Usman is excluded from right, that conversation. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, There's absolutely no point in shooting pros in these conversations. <laughs> no, bro, no, because Usman's the right answer. Um I, I think this this um this the barber that I was talking about that's coming across from Pakistan. He he was well, I wasn't at 
nets on Monday. I've I've had the COVID, as you know. Um, but apparently, from what I've heard, he looked like a, a really good player and looked like he hit the ball hard. So I'm expecting big things from him. I think, let's say, batting wise, we, we struggle. I think you look at players like Cash and, and Tass are probably your two your two kind of anchors in the in the middle order that are still there from last year. That I think yeah. I'm expecting big things from Tass this year. I think I think Tass is. Um, He's come on leaps and bounds. He looks like he's he looks like he's playing playing a bit better in the nets. You know, I think we've always had a problem with Tass playing a bit expansively, as as I'm sure you two are, are well yeah, aware yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he looks like he's kind of screwed up a bit, got a bit of a better temperament. So I'm expecting spending big things from him this season. Hopefully, he's also getting involved in coaching as well, isn't he? Um, so maybe yeah, yeah. giving himself that so more rounded perspective. I think a bit more maturity and a bit more a bit of a better head on his shoulders this season. Hopefully, we'll get there. We'll get the best of him. So looking forward to seeing what he can do. Certainly plenty of talent in there, so it's. I think, to be fair, more that than, isn't just to pass. I think, actually, in the club, but I don't think batting talent has always been the problem. I suppose it's maybe no. just batting application yeah. has perhaps been like, the bigger like issue. You say, yeah, batting application, I think that's, again, maybe something I can try and work on in my character skills and get that out of somebody, but if I can get out of one, one batsman this season, it'd be great, but... We'll, we'll see what happens from You'll there. be hoping for less time in the middle this year, no doubt. <laughs> I spent way too much time. I'm at number 11 who had to come in at number 6 half the time, so a lot more, a lot less time in the middle for me here. What about wicket-taker? You backing yourself? You're going to be the highest wicket-taker this year? Well, always back myself. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think, I, I do, like I was saying, I do think we've got a really good bowling attack, and I think if you look at our season you've got young Ollie who's I think he had a brilliant season last season first season the ones at, at 16 and he took 17 wickets in the league I think that's absolutely brilliant for somebody like Ollie so I'm expecting big things from him I think if we can get him up to the 20-30 wicket mark on par with his dad then that'll be brilliant I think but I think Ollie I think yeah Ivor like I mentioned as well I think you can't you can't look past Ivor um unfortunately as annoying as it is uh, <laughs> he seems to <laughs> No, not in that sense, but you know, <laughs> I think he's always, he's always, I don't think I've ever had more wickets in a season than Ivor, and it does my head in as, as much as, as much as I, think I love Ivor, and I think he's a brilliant bowler, you just can't get more wickets than him, so I think you've got back him as well. So I think, to be fair, that applies probably to most bowlers in the league, and even the very good ones, I don't think many take more than Ivor, it's... No, that's that's it, I don't think anyone ever will take any more than Ivor, to be honest, but you know, you've got two Pattersons, they'll be our or spearheads, so and backing them. Back myself over them, of course, but I <laughs> can concede defeat sometimes. Just get yourself back on and mop up the tail. I seem to remember as a youngster, Ivor was a little bit prone to doing that, that himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd never do that. It's a good tactic, though. Um, and who is your sort of player to watch this season? Have you got any... Any of the youngsters coming through that you're, you're expecting big things from? I know you've already touched on Tass, um, but anyone and all, else? And Ollie, I suppose. Yeah. I, I think Tass and Ollie are two main ones. I think, what's Tass now? Tass will be about 20, 21 now, which is scary. Yeah. Um, and Ollie's 17 this season, so I'm, let's say, expecting big things from there. I think they'll both, I think Ollie had a breakout season last season, but I think I'm still, we're still waiting for that for Tass. So I think Tass will be good for that. I think Daniel Patterson as well. I think he had a really good season in the in the twos last season. I think he was top wicket taker in the in the league. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, so so kind of expecting big things from him as well. Hopefully he'll get his. I think we do have a strong bowling lineup, but I think there's definitely a chance for somebody like Daniel to come in and if he comes in and takes a five for them, you know, there's not really 
not much we can do other than put them in the next week. So I'm again, Daniel, Ollie, and Tars are a three that I really think can push on and have a really good season this season. Yeah, because that's good to hear though that you've got somebody in the sitting in the twos. Because uh, let's be honest, a lot of clubs don't have that. They don't necessarily actually have competition pushing against it. And I suppose you said the twos did well last year, winning the league. So I suppose from the club's point of view, that's a very healthy position to be in. I think so. I think I think like I say, we've got certainly in the batting department. There's a lot of there's a lot of people who who can come in now because I think we've recruited three or four, and I think that's where we've struggled previously. So it's 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 something to look at. And, and there, I think Bo Mize, though, I think if you look at if you look at our seamers and the ones, you know, you've got you've got myself and you've got Ivory, you've got Ollie, you've got Jack Emsley, you've got Daniel, you've got um I am Moose. I am Moose. I forgot about them as well. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> five right off the top of my head and I forget about boars like Kai and Moose. And then you've got spinning YG, you know, you've got motion, you've got Usman, you've got Tash, you've got Cash, Options all we could literally put a team of eleven bowlers. So I yeah. think um, we've got options all over the pitch, bowl wise and batting wise. So it's 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 really exciting. I think like you say, two's doing so well last season, there's plenty of plenty of space for them to push it in the ones and hopefully hopefully we'll have a, a strong season as possible. Hopefully we'll we'll have a settled eleven, but like you say, competition for places is never is never a bad thing. Yeah. And I suppose your batting tracks are only likely to get better as well. New well, new groundsman last year. New groundsman, yeah. yeah, I think. Well, I think uh, as you both have seen last season, I think they they were coming on last season, and I think with a with a winter behind Greg, I think it's 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 exciting to see what you can do because I think I do think a good pitch at Duke is gonna it's gonna attract players. It's gonna it's gonna make it a much better. Like, I think Duke is a great place to play cricket anyway, but with a good yeah. track, I think I think it's gonna be one of the best places. I I do think it's one of the best places to play cricket in Scotland, but I think with a good track, it could it's it's only gonna get better, and it's. Like you say, it's exciting because I think we've struggled with a batting for a while, especially at home. And if we can get good tracks and get some big scores, then I think, yeah, it's going to be exciting times. I think Greg's really good at what he does. So, fingers crossed he can get some good tracks this year and we'll get some runs. Yeah, um, absolutely. And as long as he's a bit in it for the bowlers as well. Oh, no. It's just going to create roads. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't take any wickets at home anyway, so it'll be fine. <laughs> and what about away from home? Do you think? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take wickets. What are they? <laughs> well, you went in for the captaincy. You're like, ah, that's the way to secure my place in the team. Excellent. <laughs> no one else was doing it. Secure my place in the team. Can't oh, exactly. beat it. Great tactics. <laughs> well, I think that's. Um, we've kind of touched on what's going on. So it looks like you've got an exciting season ahead. Rory and um, obviously mm-hmm. and across the board, not just the first team, ev- everyone else as well. Um, Absolutely. So I think really, you know, from ourselves, we kind of wish you guys the best of luck, um, and hopefully maybe touch base with you again during the season, see how things are going. Ho- hopefully you're up at the top, not down the bottom, or we'll have to remind you about the conversation <laughs> that we had. But I'll, I'll deny it. Don't care. About I mean, I'm going to get clipped and put straight on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Gonna win the league. It didn't happen. <laughs> don't know. I thought. Don't know. I thought about it. It's one of those deep fakes. <laughs> good CGI you've got here. That's good. Andrew's skills are mental. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, his um, cricket ones aren't, but you know. That's... Behave. Oh, we aren't gonna comment on that. <laughs> I was strictly told not to say that. <laughs> 
Cheers, guys. <laughs> Sorry, truth hurts. <laughs> it does. It really does. You're right. Anyway, yes. Um, all the best for the season ahead, Rory. Um, and thank you very much for for taking the time to join us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And as Callum says, we'll hopefully speak to you again as the season progresses. Not at all. Thank you. Thank you for your time. It's been a it's been a pleasure. Cheers. And thanks again to Rory for coming on and joining us on the podcast. And we're going to hear about social media, which I don't care about. Andrew, what's it all about? <laughs> you don't care about, right? Okay. That's really great for the... Well, Sorry, I really agent. care. I absolutely love <laughs> social media. You'll never find me active on it, but crack on. <laughs> so please do like, share and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Um, and catch us on Twitter at DibDobPod. Um, yeah. Let us know your thoughts, your thoughts on the England women's team, the England men's team, um, and yeah, cricket in the the SPCU region as well. Um, Thanks again for watching or listening, whatever you're doing, um, and we will speak to you again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.